Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Moura. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line. Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Stop the rain. Even when it falls, when it falls, you can't can't stop stop. the rain. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the new Spurs Order. And I am none other than the bad man himself, Scott. Lads, introduce yourselves. Okay. Jeez. Sweet indeed, baby. Yo. Yeah, man. How are you on this fine evening, my brothers? We're good. We are very good. Conte ball. Conte ball. I won't. I won't hug it. I won't hug it. Go. Go. Next man up. Next man up. Yeah, yeah man. man. No one better than Booker T, because I'm coming for you. <laughs> I won't finish that still. I won't finish that still. Oh, I ain't got my mask on yet, but 
Trust me, I'll get it out for certain men, for certain <laughs> certain players out here. <laughs> I'm gonna be wearing layers of it, yeah. But we'll get into it. Fucking hell, man. Yeah, you, you know it is uh Macho Man, Randy Savage, New Spurs Order. Or I would say good evening, brothers, but I'm gonna say Bonjourno mi fratelli. You know the vibes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Buongiorno, cheese. But the hand movements, everything, man. You know how it is. You know it is this era, aka Lex Luger, NSO representative. Happy to be here. You know, new no, no more. That's what I can do. <laughs> and to follow that, you can't stop the rain. No, no, no. Well, I'm gonna have to buy a new wig because really and truly, Daddy's home. I'll be a host this evening. <laughs> X-Pac, and as introduced, I'll be joined by my lovely cast, Full House. Um, you wouldn't really expect anything else from the, the new rebrand of the NSO. Boys, um, where do we start? We've had a new, uh, new announcement recently. Antonio Conte hired as the new Tottenham manager, 18-month contract with the option of another year, which people like to leave out. Um who who expected that? Not a damn person expected that. Let's let's not lie. I think we were all sweating that it was going to be. I mean, it was a very quick turnaround. You know, if you look at the Spurs Twitter, it was literally official statement, and then the next tweet was Conte, like a couple hours later. Um, for me personally, there was a slight fear Ryan Mason was going to manage tonight. I mean, he probably half picked. He may have half picked the team at some point. Um, I had no idea who we were honestly going to get. I thought, you know, it was hard enough to get people in the summer when they would have had maybe a transfer window. Um, so it was going to be even harder to get anyone mid-season. I was seeing, you know, someone said it in the, in, the, in, the, in the group chat earlier, you know, when you're scrolling through the account and you see these wild takes, someone was like, yeah, we should get Eddie Howe in. I said, <laughs> Eddie who? Eddie what? And then fucking someone... Ellis on his burner accounts. <laughs> and then someone, someone else tried to say we should get Scott Parker. And then someone else was like, yeah, we can try for Potter again. I was like, bro, Brighton, where are Brighton? Potter's not leaving. I thought we could maybe have a stab at Ralph Ragnick. I thought he was still interested, but there are absolutely no complaints. You know, t- t- Tony Montana is now managing Tottenham Hotspur. I can't lie. I might be on an island here. But I knew this was the only way, man. I knew it was the only way. From the time the, the talks broke the first time around, I was saying, just double back, Levy, use your negotiation skills, by any means, Firefest style, whatever it takes. And he got it done. He got it done. Four months later, new noble withstanding. Boy, it's a good time out here, man. It's a good time. Well, if it's Firefest style. Like we're back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all I was going to say is we probably don't need to know how it was done, but... Really and truly, this is an open floor question thing. Like, it's a big club move, in my opinion, anyway. Do Levy and Paratici get credit for doubling back on their mistake and correcting it? I thought you might. Paratici is new in the in the dugout, so for once, I'm going to give him a blay. Uh, But Levy gets absolutely no credit. (laughs) Listen, you don't go to the toilet and piss on the toilet seat. 
then wipe it and deserving a round of applause for wiping and missing the whole bowl. Yeah, that, was, that, that is that nonsense. Was 14, that's a fourteen million pound wipe, by the way. Bruv, a fourteen million pound wipe. You'd mean to tell me you've been potty trained since the age of one or two, and you're still missing the ball as a grown adult? This is ridiculous. However, what I will say is this: Nuno, uh, I know a lot of people are not going to thank you for your time at Spurs, uh, but I, Scott Hall, uh, Yao Buzia of the NSO, would like to tell you that every single waking day in which you were at my club, I truly, truly hated you. And it was for the greater good that you left my club. Because uh, as I said in the most recent pod, there was absolutely no way you could stay to Christmas. I would have slapped half my family if this was the case. So I'm glad that you saved them from a raw face. Um, I appreciate it. Um, also, I'd like to say that uh, Winks, uh, Ali, Hoiberg, Dyer, Davis. Hmm, I'm sure there's one more. He's a number. Bergwijn. You man for now, after today's performance, you're no longer at the top of the stairs. You're out of the stadium. You, you cannot be in this club no more. Yeah? We're moving forward. This is no longer a relationship between the two of us, yeah? It's done. Get out of the freaking stadium. Listen, I couldn't care less what you did today, Winks. Get out. You're done. You're cooked. You're fried. You're finished. But the most important thing about all of this is we finally got Conte. Four months late. Um, I think Conte saw that we were in trouble. Uh, you know, Conte clearly fancied us. You know, we, we looked like that girl that, you know, man was like, mm, you, know, I'm like mm, you know, okay, cool, babes. Yeah. But obviously the girl went with with the man that was talking a lot of wass in the club, innit? And so Conte was looking at us like, all right, cool. When you suffer, I'll be here. <laughs> I'll be here. And that's what happened. We suffered. And Conte said, come on back. Bring it on back. No, we, we suffered. Um, we suffered, man. We suffered, man. Like, oh, we suffered. Like... When I think about Levy, he's he was scrambling, man. He was really, really scrambling because ten games in, the shit performance that we were putting in, the clear like disparity between what we had in in, in the squad, the booze that rang out on Sunday. No, no, no. I'm I'm actually happy that Paratici spun the block and went back for Conte because honestly, there was like. I wasn't even in the stadium on, on the weekend. And the boos I heard, not even at half-time, but after Lucas got subbed off, I thought to myself, yeah, this man can't last. This man has no future at this football club. And even the way he was all looking bare, needy, bare defeated, you were thinking, yeah, he's clearly out of his depth. So, to be honest with you, with all the reports about Paratici leaving the stadium earlier and stuff like that, he had to spin the block for Conte. He had to draw for that phone. He had to draw for all his Italian links and bring Conte in. It was an absolute... Do you know what? Lucas Moore has been at the heart of two of our most historic moments in the last, like, 10 years. True story. Obviously, that night that night in uh, Amsterdam, and then he did the 300 kick on, on Nuno from the top of the stairs. God damn, I love me some Lucas Moore right about now. <laughs> 
Can I say one thing? Right, this this relates to Yao talking about hairlines. Antonio Conte revived his own and Ashley Young's hairlines. So if he can do that, he can work miracles. So give that man what he wants. This guy is basically Jesus. So give it, give 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 the man all his players boot. I, I still don't believe he's a manager. The only the only way I'll actually fully believe he's our manager is once he slaps Deli Ali into Walthamstow Central. Because <laughs> I want to see most honestly, 16, 17 of these players cannot be here under Conte's reign long term. If if that is a, ever to be a thing, if he's to ever succeed, because today on to, based on today's evidence, Vitesse Arnhem, Europa Conference League, scraping a win. Yeah, back the man, back the man. Yo, look, I wouldn't go as far as to say I hated Nuno, but I mean, I was never Nuno in. He never really had my support in it, I'll, I'll be honest. He never really had my support. But one thing I can say is I love the fact that Conte just passed all the tests. As in test one, there's no Deli Ali. Like, it's so easy. It's so easy. Agreed, agreed, agreed. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not complicated. You've been watching the game. We had a guy, oh my God. I told you lot when Nuno really lost me anyway. I wasn't Nuno in, but I told you lot when I was Nuno out. This guy looked me in the face. I can't even do an impression of it. They asked him, do Spurs lack creativity? And he lied. This guy looked up to the sky, <laughs> started stroking his chin. He looked back, he said, no. Then he fought again and he said, no, there's no problems. I said, this guy, this guy needs to go. He's been around Levy too long. Brother was and you know what, as well, yeah? As well, like, I'll, 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 I'll play the bad guy, yeah? I'll give Levy credit for one thing, yeah? The only thing, this is the thing I'm giving him credit for right now, is that he went back. He went back. So he didn't try, he didn't try and do another bullshit, another space filler, another trash, whatever. He went back. That's one difference. That's all I'm going to say in it. It's not enough, but it's different, isn't it? That's all you I'm gave him credit, yeah? Yeah, man gets one credit, man. Five I'm, day I'm not going to lie to you. five-day pass. No, nah, I'm not going to lie to you. Agreed, agreed. If you for a credit card, he's getting declined. Yeah, he ain't getting no credit, B. He no went, credit he went, card. Yeah. He, went back, he went back on his hands and knees still. Five <laughs> Whatever he did, yeah, trust he me. He's begging, bro. Trust me. Begging trust me. Yesterday's press is not today's press. Not so today's price. Not today's press. Trust me. What oh. I'm saying is, yeah, debts got paid. Before Owen navigates uh, the rest of this, I'd also like to um, actually give a thank you to uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and, and the United Faithful. Are <laughs> 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 you guys? Are you doing us a favour? I, I thank you. Listen, listen. I want all United fans to know. We come in love. I want the Mugger lot to know, yeah, that whatever happens from this point on, we, 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 the NSO, don't want you guys to suffer no more. Yeah, you've done us a solid. Go out there and go find your diamond. Yeah, you man need it. I'm gonna fall over. I can only echo that as well, man. Like, or I was actually gonna mention next, like, I did listen to the last Mugger episode, hoping for tears, hoping for tears, but at that time of recording, I don't think Conte was confirmed. 
And um, yeah, I was actually going to touch upon the Man U game, but really and truly, there's no point covering El Sakako. All we know is we won. And they actually did a very good analytical breakdown of that game themselves. So thank you. And if you want the analytical breakdown of that game, head over there. If you want to celebrate and bathe in that success and United's tears, this is the place really and truly. And um, yeah, I think Conte won a lot of us over it just in the first like kind of 30 seconds of his interview when he said he was emphasising on a proper structure Lucky, I think he was sending for Mourinho as well as well as um as well as Nuno when he was saying not just up and down ball, and that was music to all of our ears. I think um, but we've got to get into it. I mean, who's going to benefit most in this system, and who's going to probably suffer? The floor is yours. And the first first fifteen winners and losers. Um... I think mm-hmm. I think I think Emerson's gonna be a winner by default just because number two is still number two. Number two's not gonna do anything to change Conte's mind about his ability. Um but what I will say, obviously I'm I'm sure we've all been watching videos on 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 Conte tactics over his last two or three teams. Um but you know, he always he, he loves going through the fullbacks. Um and I think I think Reggion is definitely gonna eat. Uh, this season, I think he Reguilon started to come back into a bit more respectable form, even um, even under Nuno. Obviously, he did have that one game where he got dropped for Ben Davies. Part of me thinks Nuno may have played Ben Davies on purpose to get himself sacked. I don't know, probably. Um, but yeah, like in, obviously, uh, had the likes of like Hakimi at right wing back, so he's looking at his resources like, fucking hell, man, I'm finished. But um, it's a different <laughs> <one>. <laughs> and then he's also Adam Kandreva, who was obviously like an actual winger, um, that was playing winger, so he was just bombing forward like on a mad thing. So weirdly, and I know I know this is Jack's guy, but like, I have a feeling a hey, Bergwijn might eat a right wing back. You know, I, I, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I just wouldn't be surprised if because Bergwijn's not playing as one of the strikers, or if we switch it to a ten and two strikers. That's not going to happen either. So I think I'm not going to say all the winners and losers. I want to share it out, but I think Reguilon's definitely going to eat. I think Bergwijn could eat. That's all I'm going to say. Can, can I mention? Actually, you know, I'm going to agree that I think Bergwijn could eat, but but he's halfway down the stairs. So I agree that crawling up stuff mm. is very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you somebody who's definitely not going to eat. <laughs> yeah, that guy needs to go. Yeah, that guy is not eating for nothing. I don't care what he did today, people. I don't give a flying doo-doo. Yeah, I, I love how that's twice you've acknowledged he actually did something good today <laughs> and he had a good performance. No, I, I acknowledge and that. I'm gonna continue counting. I, I acknowledge that he made a pass. That's your job. Yeah, your job <laughs> is to actually be that. Yeah, but Fact. that's not enough for me. So I don't think Winks is going to eat. But one person who I definitely think is going to lose their job very soon under Conte is the guy who couldn't avenge his own brother. Uh, Some of us know him as diabolical. I know him as a guy that shouldn't be at my club. Uh, And many people know him as the worst, the worst 
centre-back to grace a Spurs shirt since Fazio. And Fazio, I know you listen to the podcast because you've got nothing better to do in your life because you're not a real footballer. So I want you to understand that I'm telling you this, Fazio. You stunk. You stink. You stunk as a football player. You stunk as a defender. And so does flipping diabolical. So these two guys I don't think are going to eat. And if I had to mention one guy who I do think is going to eat, Romero, a.k.a. Cootie with some fella. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> he, ate, he ate early today because he went straight to that dressing room for some <laughs> He did eat early. I mean, I think, I think in terms of... I think in terms of our defenders, I think there's a lot of players that maybe he would have looked at, you know, in terms of their profiles and thought they could probably do a job for me. But I think after looking at today's game, he's probably thinking this, most of these defenders need, you know, a shake-up. You know, he went with Dyer at the middle today. He went with uh, Romero on the right, which I, which, is, which is what I thought he kind of would go. But then that, now that I look at it, the way that... Romero defends would probably suit him to be in the middle, and then he's probably going to need some decent ball playing sort of centre backs to play alongside him. He can probably look at Davies, and we all know how limited Davies is. And Dyer, I mean, arguably he was at fault for two of the goals today. Well, at fault or could have done a lot better for two of the goals today. So, I think those players in our defence are definitely going to lose out. Um, I feel like because of the kind of way that he plays as well. I think it probably will suit our attacking players, especially Canes and Son. He won't be asking too much of them and he'll probably be asking them to kind of play in, 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 in an instinctive sort of fashion, which is probably what they're best at doing because they're both quite clinical. Um, I mean, I can kind of see... I can kind of see what people are like thinking when it comes to players like Winks because of his ability to keep and rotate the ball. But again, I still think that he's missing that little bit of physicality that we kind of need there. Um, so I'm not sure if, if it will work long term for him. I kind of look at Skip and I also think Skip would kind of benefit. But I feel, I just feel Skip's a little bit technically, he's not he's not right there yet. I mean, he does a lot of good work, does a lot of doggies, puts himself about, you know, makes the challenges that you want him to do. But then to progress the ball, you know, in this sort of automation that Conte does, is he quick enough? Is he technically good enough to make the turns or the half turns quickly? Like, I'm not 100% sure. And he come off today and in a way, Winks looked a, a bit better than him when he when he came on. So um, I kind of feel that there's a few different players that could definitely benefit from us, definitely. But also lots of players who I think when he looks at them more closely will probably, he'll probably think they're a bit too limited to do what I'm asking, what I'm asking of them, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um the the obvious candidates will be our best players, you know, Kane, Son. I think they'll benefit from Conte's coaching. Definitely. Listen, Kane will have fire in his belly. Give give him time. Yeah, um, sorry. What was who's what what name did you just mention? <laughs> Number ten, H K ten. You mean Mook? <laughs> hey, man ain't earning no name to, to, to I see a trophy delivered. Still a muck. But listen, you know he's got ability, right? Muck. Romero, he'll, I think he'll he'll definitely benefit. 
So I think these players will play to their level or to the best of their ability. I think players like um, Regulon and Emerson, I think they'll play probably above their level because I think he does get the best out of wing-backs. He does utilise them. He protects them from a defensive point of view as well um, <clears throat> in terms of his coaching. And then there's just hopelessness um, for the rest of for the, for the most part. And that's the obvious candidates. And again, I I don't want to rant about Dyer yet again because I've done that enough on the pod. But this guy, genuinely, honestly, I said it. I said it in the group chat. Like Fazio, Kirikes, Michael Dawson, Anthony Gardner, all better than this guy. This guy is honestly, I I think I genuinely think him and Deli Ali just need to go to MK Dons because I've. I've run out of I've run out of adjectives to describe these uh, fruitless players. That's what that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say on them. But yeah, they are terrible. We know, but there's one there's one guy in this team. I think he's arguably been worse than Dyer recently, and I don't know how he always escapes the criticism. But Ben Davis, man, this guy, bro, he's so bad we don't even notice. It's insane, bro. Like, we don't even want to talk about it. We give him one sentence. We're just like, yeah, Ben Davis was bad. And then we go back to Dyer, bro. It's so funny. Every week we do the same thing. I don't know. Listen, last time I had to turn the stairs into an escalator for these youths. Yeah? I think Nuno probably pressed stop when he got to the bottom. Do you get what I mean? They're on the escalator. They land up, yeah? But Ben Davis, I don't know. I don't know if this guy's got the Batman rope tied to the top or what he's doing. I don't know how he keeps... The worst thing is he's getting in at centre-back. It's not even like... Anyway, if I, if I say another guy who's definitely not eating, it is a guy that I had stocks in and I had to sell at rock bottom. Man like Lo Celso. Bro! Bro, I'm out. I'm out. Stop, he owes me a five. <laughs> I had to... <laughs> Bro, listen. Lo Celso. Oh... He, he doesn't need he doesn't need stairs or an escalator. You know he needs what? like a fireman's pole or something. Uh, you know what's funny, yeah? Even when I saw the when I when I saw the replay of Lasoso's goal, yeah, and it hit the keeper's head, I was surprised because I thought he just missed completely. That's how much how little faith I have in Lasoso. Yeah, I was surprised that he hit the keeper. I thought he just skied it, and and that's that's normal. That's what I expect from this guy. He's not eating. It's not happening for him. I'm sorry. I tried. You get what I mean? Um, where uh, Winks, do you get what I mean? I'll wait and see. I'll wait and see. You know, I mean? I'll sit in the middle right now. I don't <laughs> think I sold, I don't know if I sold my Winks stock, it was worthless, like no one was buying that. So I don't know, I might have it still at rock bottom. I'll wait and see what happens. You get what I mean? It might, it might have to be something, it might be a little something. Big oh. up appropriate apps as well. <laughs> I hey, just love. I need I need Lacelso gone by January, man. Wow. <laughs> like, I need him gone. I need I need that little Nazi boy haircut out of the club, man. It's gotta go. It's gotta go. Like why why did we let Lamella go for his shit counterpart? Like his evil twin. It's weird. Like I've never seen a man hit a goalkeeper so many times. Like his shin pad made it further over the line the other week than the fucking ball did. It's mad. It's mad out here. Like he's he's peppered the keeper in his face today. All sorts. Like he's he's dreadful, man. He's got to be one of the worst signings we've ever had. But yeah, I'm about to jump on the train, so I'll let you man cook. But 
It's a pleasure as always. New Squares order. Kevin Yash signing out. Peace. Pleasure, pleasure. I just love when Era mentioned the Celso. There was just a load of DWE ad libs coming right through the chat. Yeah, he's in danger, man. He's in danger. I'm surprised no one mentioned number two in um, Who Could Suffer because he's Bro, not made an appearance again. He didn't even get started by Nuno. It goes without saying. Somebody might need to. They might need yeah, to we're not going to talk about the variant. The guy, the guy is practicing for the next season of Loki. We're not going to talk about that guy, bro. Leave him to be an actor. Acting his whole life, bro. Guy. I don't even know if that guy's alive, man. I ain't heard, seen but nothing from him. Not a whiff. Kang, Kang takes one look at him at this point and just dashes him to the side like he's Apple. But, like, I feel bad on Ben Davis, yeah. I feel like I manifested him actually appearing because I mentioned on the pod a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, look, I don't know how this guy escapes criticism because he's been bad. He's not even been playing and no one's, he's just sitting there doing nothing and no one notices. Next thing, he starts in the El Sacco, puts in an absolute disaster class and then um, he's one of Conte's first choice centre-backs in this first game and yeah, I mean, we'll get into that performance in a bit, but that that performance against United was really and truly god awful. It was beautiful. Um, <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Great ninety. In fact, Actually, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I rewatched it and I ah, oh, I enjoyed every single second of it. I was like, oh man, you fell down. You didn't make the tackle. Oh, you misplaced the pass. I was like, oh, this is amazing. That you could run onto that through ball for the fifth time in like I, twenty that minutes. Was one of the best ninety minutes we've had this season. Yeah, it, it, it meant everything, and I thank every single United fan that cheered every single goal that went in. I'm proud of you guys. Give a round of applause to the United fans. They deserve it. One more thing on the Ben Davis thing. Um, if you guys, you guys all saw the documentary and what. I don't even know why I didn't clock on to what when he said it about signings, about why are we making more I'm paraphrasing here massively, but you know, why are we always looking to make more signings? You know, why why can't we just have a settled squad and you know that, that's what whatever that was. That's what he said on the documentary. He said that about general transfers, but yeah, that I hear generally. It. It is I see that mentality. You see this mentality that's in our squad. <laughs> Somebody imagine him say, imagine I wish, I wish he said that to Conte. I wish he goes into his office and says, <laughs> we don't need signings. Please, let us live harmoniously with L's. Delete just, Please. You know, just, Delete oh, honestly. Remove him from the game. Or remove him from the, the, the city. Honestly. So bad. So bad. But yeah, let's... let's uh, <laughs> yeah, I just want to be honest. Happy, what, I've been, what I've been enjoying is like the, some of the rival fans' reactions, and um, I'll go to someone who's been on the front line because Ohio's been on our Twitter account, pretty much unloading a clip from an M60 rifle the past few days, <laughs> and there's been fans galore moving goalposts in regards to like club pool and ambition and stuff. I mean, how sweet is it to taste the salt? I've, it just goes. I think we've made this point on the pod like months ago, in it, um, when we were, you know, talking about aiming for top four, and everyone's talking about lack of trophies, lack of trophies, and how we're not relevant. We are probably the most talked about irrelevant club of all time. 
It just doesn't make sense how a club that doesn't win anything, a club that's been in the mud for basically three years, effectively, has somehow pulled Antonio Conte. Yeah, yeah, you would have had to pay him a bag, but Una Emery was about to get a bag from Newcastle and, and he said no. So, you know what I'm saying? You, you can't pick and choose when this pool thing applies. Um, and then also, we, we apparently have enough pool for Pippin Tomiyasu to try and try and trick people as to what happened in regards to a sign. A man come out today and said, oh, yeah, Tottenham tried to buy me on deadline day, but I said no. Brother, that's not what happened. Anyway. Scary you, scary you. Scary time, man. He's a good player. Don't get twisted. He's a good player. But just keep your mouth closed. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's just it's just been so funny, so fun. Even just watching the timeline, there's just Chelsea fans behind their their Tuchel AVIs and their burner accounts saying, "Oh yeah, you can only win stuff by by taking stuff." Chelsea does people just saying stuff that just doesn't make sense and getting their cholesterol hot. And I've been enjoying the clapbacks. It's been sensational. <laughs> Bro, that Chelsea thing gets on my nerves as well. I swear Chelsea are like the only other big team that pretty much have managers or change managers. Like the other managers have had what probably I don't know, like five or ten between them in the like the past listen, five years, bro. Don't listen, Chelsea's years. a whore. Yeah. Most people don't want to say it, but that club is a freaking whore. Yeah. A whorehouse. Yeah. They've gone through revolver doors. They are worse than the red light district, the blue light district, and the purple light district. I don't even know what light the district is, but whatever light the district is, they're worse than all of those districts put together. They're a shocking club. Just a revolver door of managers. And also, I'd like to give a shout out to Chelsea fans for not seeing uh, the light at the end of the tunnel with Conte and allowing him to leave, to go to Inter for a sabbatical and end up at the real North London, Tottenham, Hotspurs, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you very much. Who was that Arsenal fan that, that was saying that um, the only reason Conte joined is, what was it? The only reason Conte joined is because no one else wanted him. Yeah, I'll try to find the tweet now. When United fans were slutting for him the week before. <laughs> he was triggered. Oh, what was that? Was it that United Trey guy that you? Yeah, it was the United Trey guy. Yeah, I thought it was an Arsenal fan that said it. There there was an Arsenal fan that did a mad tweet saying, "Oh yeah, no one's a Conte," and then this UTD Trey guy, he was like, "Oh, um, United are the only club that could get Conte mid-season. Like our pool's that massive." (laughs) And literally the next day we hired him. I'm sure you're a nice guy, (laughs) Trey, but you had you you had a bozo gene activation. I can't lie. (laughs) Wow. The salt on the timeline, honestly. honestly. Oh, <laughs> you would know. Shit, is you dry in the mouth, man? Fuck it now. This has to you, Jack. Well, you'll get freed soon. <laughs> you'll be on the front line as well. Um, for context, for people that know, Jack's been uh, momentarily blacklisted. Hopefully, not permanently. <laughs> um, you can still catch him on the main account. <laughs> Speaking nah, his truth. Nice day. It's day. I mean, hey, Twitter, I know you listen to this as well. Hey, free my guy. Because trust me, you don't want the NSO coming hey. up. You saw what we did to United. Freaking got their hopes up and took their guy, bro. Don't let the NSO have to come after you, bro. It's going to be political. Furthermore, bun Twitter, ain't it? Yeah, bro. Don't worry. We'll make our own freaking format. Get get one of these freaking graphic designers and, and computer science guys. Make our own Twitter, bro. Bunny. See, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate all the sentiment right here because uh, 
it's uh mm-hmm. it's uh it's a bit lonely in the clink you know but <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be out here you be out you tough right <laughs> i'm good i'm good i'll uh i'll you know do a bag of pull-ups you know punching <laughs> bags i'll be there i'll come out strong on what yeah i'll be on the front foot constantly once i'm out so that's a it's a nice slight segue to someone else who is in the gulag in the spurs squad and i've seen a few spurs fans actually making a a solid case for him i won't name names and it is Delhi. um there's been a few arguments that his intensity might get brought back by conte it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I, I think that was tops. Was that you reacting? You have the oh, floor. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the DWE ad libs are back. Why are we rehashing this, man? Like, if anything, he's one of the guys that's absolutely going to be pulled under. He's going to be, he's going to have everything from under him just pulled out because he's not a hard worker. He's not a good trainer. Doesn't give anything on the pitch. Nah, 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 nah. I promise you. Like Lex Luger said already, him not having any game time tonight is an indication that Conte doesn't really fancy him. And I'm sure in January his time will his time will come to an end at Spurs. We need to stop this BS about oh Delhi this. Like let's be honest, man. It's it's done, man. I think it's done with Ali, man. It's done, man. The love, the love affair makes me sick. I said it on the timeline earlier. Like, I don't know what Spurs admin was playing at the beginning of the season. Every week was Delhi propaganda, and like, you know, there are some people that you know they they tweet are oh, like, is Delhi coming back as as a way to like get clicks? Like, I understand, but there are some people who genuinely believe that this guy can actually do something. Do you know what I'm saying, like, if the, I'll, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. If Dele Ali had declared for Nigeria and was called Bami Dele Ali, this guy would be getting no love, no airtime. You wouldn't have Paul Merson saying he needs to make like Frank Lampard and get in the box and, and score goals. Because Dele Ali, Dele, Dele Ali has less ability in his whole body than Frank Lampard had, had in his left foot. That's the first thing. If Dele Ali declared for Nigeria, this guy's not getting in the team. Iwobi's benching him. Chukwese's benching him. John Obi Mikel could play number 10 and still bench him. I've had enough of Bami Dele. Uh, you know, can I add on to that? That uh, Bami Dele Ali cannot play for um, Nigeria because he hasn't apologized to his father. You see, you can't go down that road. Yeah. Listen, you, you young foolish boys out here that want to play football and they saw your father's name. Listen to me. If you're of African descent, your father will not allow you to succeed. The judge is on fire. It's too much. Yeah. I'm telling you, you think my children can go walking around and saying, hey, I'm not your son. Huh? 
Charlie, you'll be underneath London Bridge, bro. You don't know me like that. You don't know me like that. You just don't know me like that. I've told Deli Ali multiple times. I'll say it again. You want to have a career? You can come on this platform. We'll happily welcome you. Take your time. Address the crowd. Apologize to your father. Just once. Say, Daddy, I'm sorry. That's all you have to say. And you might have a career. Aside from that, regardless of if you do apologize or not, I still want you out, Spurs. Yeah, because you're crap. That's the main reason why I want you out. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with you apologizing to your dad. You're just crap. So with that being said, Deli Ali, you're no longer near the stadium. This one is beautiful. You need to be halfway down Seven Sisters Road because you can't be near Tottenham no more. No. Get out of here. Chief. Oh, Deli Ali. No, Se- Seven Sisters Road is way too close. This guy needs to be True. in Woolwich. Yep. I'll give that. Uh, no, nah, actually not Woolwich. Some Sutton or something like that. Sutton seems good. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I can't really argue with that. And um, we've just been joined by our other cast member, Dave Trebles. <coughs> um, he's on the parody as well. It's Both certainly right. No, how we do. That's, that's a tag you tell Thursdays, bro. Thursdays, Don Perignon, Don Antonio. And you know what? It could have been a tough week for us guys. But I heard you guys already uh, earlier talk about thank you, Ollie. I want to extend my gratitude as well um, to Ollie Kind of Solskjaer, the greatest manager on the ropes that we've seen in in a very long time. The guy has the guy has more recovery than Tyson Fury. I just want to thank him for um, his his services to Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, um, <clears throat> giving us a semblance of a season back, a little bit of hope, a little bit of excitement. Uh, Forty two thousand people in the ground today to see a typical Spurs game, three 0 up, three two win. It's like the West Ham game, isn't it? When Jose took over, mm. just the same same kind of, you know, we're, we're halfway there. He only had a couple a um, uh, couple training sessions or whatever, but. Listen, at least we had shots on target, eh? <laughs> shots on target. We had we had five shots on target today. I think that's more than we've had in like the last ten games. Bro, we Imagine. scored in the first oh, half. Gold. <laughs> we scored three in the first And we scored as well, yes, man. Yeah, not just shots on target, not just shin pads going towards the goal. <laughs> and in typical yeah, Spurs fashion, it was still less shots on target than uh Dan Vitesse. Was it? Yeah. Uh, and overall shots. <laughs> that's that's ben, Dave. ben Davis tax. Yeah, probably. Oh, well, Eric Dyer as well. Eric Dyer tax. Eric, Eric ben Davis tax. Dyer <laughs> shots through his legs and that. To be honest, I think the, the one thing that was frightening about today's game that after about, I'm going to say 30 minutes, there was a lot of tired legs. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, man have been eating. They've been eating. I don't know what they've been eating, but they've been eating. It could be could be pounded yam, could be fufu for all I know. It could be mash. <laughs> it could be something, bruv. Yeah, but these men have been eating and eating way too much because raw, these men were flagging. And that last half an hour, they're lucky if a test went down to nine men because whoop, they were huffing and puffing. And the houses weren't blowing down, bro. So, 
Conte's got his work cut out to get these man fit. That's why he's got three fitness coaches. That's what I was about to touch on to as well. And that's really much a perfect segue because a slight credit to Levy and Paratiju as well. We actually managed to give him all of his staff this time. It was rumoured that one of the reasons he didn't join was was because he couldn't get all of his staff members, but he got his assistant um, who's been with him since 2011 by the name of Christian Stellini. Um, he has his three fitness coaches as well. And um, he made a new addition today. And funny enough, our coach, a resident coach, has just joined the stream. So I'll put the question to you, Dave. What are your thoughts on Ryan Mason joining the first team coaching team? Is that entitlement? Um, I think <clears throat> we're we always have that element of us where we're a comedy club. And I think this was just another one for the laughs, if I'm honest. Um, typical Spurs appointment. Uh, Levy's trying to think of the future, trying to groom his own Pep Guardiola. Um, you know, midfield Dynamo retires, goes into coaching straight away, takes the B team. Can he lead the A team to glory? Um, the reality of the situation is um, Ryan Mason was as... My dad used to call him Ryan Mates on because all he did is pick his mates. Um, he's on a work experience um, journey, really. Um, he's just getting those BTEC credits. And um, I think it's one of the ones where, yeah, even like size is in here, Ben Davies might join him. Um, I don't know. It's, it doesn't really move the needle for me. Um, whatever Conte's seen in the past two days, whatever, is what it is. We all know when it gets down to it, now he's got the, the visa and the permit, everything sorted. We all know Conte is going to be running, you know, pulling all the strings. I think Ryan Mason's just there as a link man, you know, keep a bit of familiarity with some of the senior players. It's a good move by, by Conte not to doing a total clear out, um, but I don't see too much long-term future in it. Um, and and from from a... Just from a coaching perspective, um, I only saw the second half running up today. Um, and I was actually quite impressed, even though it was a ropey performance, let's be honest, it was ropey. Um, it was a, oh, he's only been in the building two days' time, two days, you know, kind of performance. Um, the subs that he made, or he was looking to make, when he was like, all right, I need a Domley. He's basically, what he's doing, he's saying, this is the one thing I know you're good at. You can beat a press. You can beat a man. Can you be our outball? All right, you do that. Mm. Do you know I mean, like yeah, I was saying, there were some tired legs on there, and he was making positive, um, positive subs. You know, wasn't just trying to hang on for a three-two. Yes, you want to defend that um, that that three-two uh, result, but also you want to see <clears> if you can nick an extra one. You know, and and obviously it worked out in our favour. Obviously the red cards kind of you know leveled the playing field a bit. Um, but it was good to see that he's trusting some players just to do their job. He's not asking the Celso to be an eight and a ten and a, and a this and that. He's just saying that just come on and play, just be there. Do you know what I mean? And I think that kind of thing is what's going to hold us until we get the right players in, the players that have the flexibility, the players that have the IQ to do the job that Conte is going to want them to do. So, yeah, it was, it was good to see him come through the first test. But um, the coaching thing. Man, he's brought half of Air Italia over, boy. Like, if you're Italian and you got a coaching badge, you're going to be in North London in the next couple eighteen months. Like, it's good to see that he's brought his team, his family, his his unit 
you know, he's, he's very well known throughout the coaching world that he operates <clears> on a large scale, you know, and they're all very involved. Um, I saw someone tweet about um, the the warm-up today, you know, before the game, like the, the guys were like barking at them and it's getting in, you know, the, the coach is getting really stuck in, not Nuno with his um, hands folded, getting booed by 62,000 people. Um, so it's refreshing to see that kind of passion and to know that passion is going to extend to your fitness coach, to your nutrition guy, to your and the guy in the gym helping you spot weights. Do you know what I mean? That's what we need because some of these guys need a rocket. Rocket up their backsides on the pitch. Rocket to get out of the club. You know, need a bit of science. So I think he's going to bring that. Um, and like I said, I think the Ryan Mason thing is just a link. You know, nothing to worry about. <laughs> Don't see him taking over in 2023. It's, it's funny. The, the Ryan... Ryan Mason ain't no link, man, bros. Ryan, Ryan Mason can't even deliver, can't even deliver certain goods. I'll tell you what Ryan Mason is. He's a lookout. Yeah? That's what he is. You're a big man. Just go stand out there, look out for any trouble, you hear me? While, while the real man do what we need to do. That's what he did. Don't worry about that. That's You, you obviously hug the lookout. you got to hug the lookout because obviously you're making sure that, you know, that the certain man are not trying to see what you man are doing, bro. Ryan Mason is just a lookout. You know what I'm saying? He probably is a good lookout at that. I heard that he got props for his lookout ways. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think, see, with, see with Ryan Mason, yeah? do you not remember Recess? Yeah, you had Miss Finster. And he was a lookout. <laughs> <man. laughs> Randall. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what he is. That's what Mason is. That's what he is. He's got a connected the squad. Obviously, he's familiar with that man. You know what I'm saying? He can he can pass the message on, but he is there to snitch and nothing else. I'm telling you, nothing else. Trust, true stories. Yeah, man, he, he ain't he ain't nothing ain't nothing to be worried about. I think yeah. it's, it's a nice appointment. It's good for him. Six around, but yeah, Conte's got his own people. We we basically yeah. just gave him like a Sainsbury's graduate scheme, didn't we? <laughs> that's all it is. Like he ain't gonna be there for in, in a year's time. Let's be honest. <laughs> that's what I mean. I thought he was quite harmless, just sitting there coaching the youth team, coming through the youth team himself. It's like okay, that kind of fits. But yeah, this this new role of being Randall is um, it's looking a bit weird. Is Ledley but... still in the? Is Ledley still in the um, in the building? I hope they sacked him. No, 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 I've had enough. No, listen. <laughs> no, nah, this Deli Ali praise, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've had enough. The way he was talking about Deli Ali and the team, Ledley, I know some legacy fans hold stock in you and like, oh, he's on legend, he's on king. You ain't my king, bruv. I hope they sacked you, bruv, chief, about ambassador what, doing all, all this nonsense, praising dry players. Get out of here, bro. We don't want to talk about Lenny King or freaking Ryan Mason. I hope they both get set chiefs. Nonsense. <laughs> There's a feeling, isn't it? There's a feeling you got you got King Mason, you got Daw- is Dawson. Dawson, yeah, Dawson Again. as well. Yeah. Dawson or Dawson? Which one? Dawson. Listen, yeah, Dawson, this, yeah. is the, this is the kind of stuff we need to change. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff as, as Spurs we need to change. King, all right, as a player, fine. I'm gonna hold my hands up and say, yeah. As a player. When his knees were working, man was quality. Yeah. When his knees weren't working, unfortunate. Cool. Dawson, there is no club, no big club that should ever have Dawson as a legend. 
or ambassador. That guy's useless. He's useless. Yeah, he is when he dry. FA, FA Cup against Man United when he slapped the ball with the hand with his hand. Do you remember that? <laughs> what? We lost three one. Bro, I've got, I've got, bro, all I know is Dawson can't be no no club ambassador or club club legend. And Mason, I mean, Mason's had a tough he's had a tough career. You know what I'm saying? Started off, came through the ranks. You know, had the head injury. All right, cool. Um, but I have no sentimental value to none of these, man. Yeah, none. And the the key is capital none. Yeah. So Mason, you know, it's nice. Just just be a lookout. You know, down Park Lane, in case you know the poor poor come in to try and see what we're doing, and it we're not leads. You know what I mean? We don't we don't send scouts to go check on other teams' formation. Bielsa, Chiefs. He just needs to be like the <laughs> night watchman, the night watchman at the Skywalk or something. Just try binoculars out, look down Seven Sisters Road, see if anyone's you know anyone's messing around. That's all he should be because he's just as a player, he was just a B Tech Darren Gibson. Like, let's Ooh. be real. Uh, Ooh, he, wow. he, he wasn't. He wasn't that good of a player. Ooh, we got wow. rid of him very swiftly. Ooh, you, hey, uh, Jack, you're about to spend another five years in jail, bro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, Where did, did that come did, from? Did, didn't Darren Gibson go to Hull as well? Yeah. He's got bars. To be fair, he's got bars. Wow. He's um, definitely got bars. <laughs> I'm just, just vibes, man. He's, he's he's just there for vibes. There for vibes, man. Like, there's nothing that he as a coach can offer any of the players that all, you know, Conte's esteemed coaching can't already do. So what's what's he really there for? Team morale, like good spirit. Yeah, free holidays, isn't younger, it? Free holidays. Younger younger hairs, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's there, he's there to tell Winks, yeah, that how will take him. You know, there's, there's always another club, you know, feel free. It, what was his position anyway in the club before he got made coach again? It's head of youth development, I yeah, believe. Yeah, him and Chris Powell. Head Chris Powell, yeah, yeah. Head of youth. That's harsh. Mm. But yeah, sentimental things aside, yeah. Um, we'll get on to the game tonight. We did actually have Conte's first game as he got his work permit just in time. Um, in the prestigious UEFA Conference League again. Uh, Conte probably didn't know why he was there, but he managed to sell out the stadium, so fair play. Even managed to make away fans fight each other. I've never seen that before from uh, a team playing Spurs, anyway. Um, but yeah, we had um, quite an interesting first half. It's um easy to be said, like starting lineup, we actually were the first team in the UEFA Conference League game at home. Guess we didn't have to travel, so we got Loris, Romero, Dyer, Ben Davis as a third centre back. So obviously, as expected, he rocks with his uh three at the back system. Regulon, Emerson Royale, respective fullbacks, Skip Hoybier Pivot, and Dombele dropped, unfortunately, and then Lucas Kane and Son making the front three. Um, I'll come to you first, Tops, and then we'll kind of discuss the, the first half from there. Like, What did you see from Conte's team that was different from Nuno's that you thought encouraged and or discouraged you? Um, what did I see that encouraged and discouraged me? 
Um, what I liked from the beginning was that he wanted us to get a lot of touches in the final third. He wanted the fullbacks to get to get on the ball quite a lot. Um, what we what I think we've struggled with recently, especially with chance creation, is that we've like ingested a lot of our play through the middle of the pitch. But actually, having those two as high and as wide as possible, because they're quite athletic, they're, they're quite quick, they're quite good dribblers, getting them on the ball was, you know, funnily using them as like another sort of a creative outlet, um, something that we didn't really do on the Nuno. So instantly, you know, with, with the three at the back and having those two bump up and down, I thought that was really positive. It also allowed like Kane and Son to kind of operate a lot further forward because it means that they were they were finding lots of areas for them to uh, to get into. The way he kind of used um, Romero and Davies sometimes when we had like an overlap, he would ask those guys to maybe even underlap, um, which was how we were even able to get the third goal through Kane, which I thought was good. And even some of the, you know, the interchange that I think that we've done very little of this season um, in the midfield and between the forward players, um, I quite liked, which kind of resulted in Lucas's goal as well. Um, so, I mean, these are the things that you've seen on the first sort of, the first sort of um, half of play under on, on Conte. And I don't know, you know, you could maybe call it new manager bounce. Um, we did pretty much gas out after about 60 minutes. Um, so these are the kind of things that I kind of looked at were positive. Um, negative on the face of it. Uh, I still feel that we don't really deal with adversity very well. I mean, Vitesse aren't a great team. But there were moments in the game that we still were just very lax in terms of our concentration, which kind of led to the, you know, the, or the lack of discipline at times, um, losing the ball and not really fighting for it in, in moments. And we obviously conceded those two, like, I think, avoidable goals. Um, I think as well, probably looking at the kind of players, I mentioned it before, but he probably looks and thinks, especially a couple of those defenders, they look quite limited. So he probably needs to improve on that massively if he can in January. But I mean, it was a bit, it was a crazy game. You know, the match finished nine against ten. Um, I feel like that position that he played Romero, it's it actually puts Romero. I think um, what's the word? It, it makes him more vulnerable because if he's out there on the channels when a there were times when him and Emerson, there were times where I feel like. They weren't sure who was going to take the, the attacker that was oncoming, whether it was going to be Emerson to pull back and keep with the attacker or whether it was going to be Romero to then pull himself out of his three at the back to come and attack. And there were moments where I felt like there was a bit of indecision. So that's why I feel like maybe Romero, and because he's so he's kind of a rash player, he wants to win the ball first, he wants to intercept first. I feel like playing him in the middle would probably suit him a bit better. But I mean, again, this is the first game um, everything that we did, you know, for the first three goals was good and not so great after after those those three goals were scored. Fair play, man. Like, there's very little to disagree with there. Like, even, I thought even in the first 30 minutes, like, Vitesse, even though we were um, putting away our chances, they were still getting their fair share of chances and openings as well. And it's hard to kind of, you know, 
caveat or about how much to caveat and put down to it being the first game because we we know how open we are already and it was it was quite weird to see like how how often they just cut us open at will but encouragingly I did see a lot of what Conte probably worked on in training just the past two days I saw actual triangles being formed mm-hmm. on the pitch when we had the ball those fullbacks were high and wide constantly and even though there was very little in terms of automation and players getting hit once they actually made a lot of runs in behind it was it was slight progress and definite well quite clear progress i should say from from nuno um guys like what what would you say was like any other kind of additional comments from the from the first half is there any particular um, players that yeah really even impressed as well yeah there was um one thing i will say and i'm surprised that nuno didn't do this but i'm glad that he didn't because he got sacked um the 352 formation as we've all said in the group um allows us to have like multiple different formations at different times in the game so there could be a time in the game where we're 343 uh, or three four two one, or three four one two. There's like many different variations of how it can work. That formation in particular, and there are certain personnels that didn't get used today, um, or should I say, didn't start the game today. That I'm sure will probably come into the fold for the Premier League games. Um, but I do agree heavily with Tops that. Romero will probably be better suited uh, in the center of our defense. The only problem is we're gonna we're gonna put two rubbish skips beside him, you know, like this Dyer and, and Sanchez is, is our options. And I, I don't want to hear anybody tell me about Tanganga. I don't want to hear anybody tell me about Rodon. Them two look Tanganga. I ain't even got beef with, uh, but I'm not interested. That's that's just honest truth. And Rodon. Rodon was, uh, how should I put this nicely? He was the wardrobe that you buy from Argos that you know is going to fail you in one month, but you still bought it. That's exactly what Rodon is, yeah? He's failed us. He's absolutely useless. So we'll put in Romero probably in the centre with Dyer to the right of him and Sanchez probably to the left or maybe switch that around. Uh, maybe that could be better. But one thing I will say is that this kind of formation does probably, and maybe over the course of the season, will probably bring out the best out of uh, Emerson and Regulon um, because it kind of brings back that old wing-back role that we haven't seen in football for like decades for some reason. I think the last true wing-back I can remember was Zanetti. Zanetti, sorry. Um, So it would be nice to see that kind of like used in our team. Um, And I think, I think, I think Tangai, I think he's going to eat. Yeah, Tongli's going to do well. I think, I think he's going to eat. But one one person that definitely is not going to eat because we all want him sacked is the Celso. You know, that, that guy needs to go. Yeah. yeah, that was um sorry, someone was gonna go there. 
No, I was just yeah, going to say. Yeah, I was say, just going to say. Was, was, no, no, was no. it a 3-4-3 three, three or 3-5-2? Three, it was 3-5-2. Yeah, oh, Kane yeah. looked like he was playing more of a 10. For okay. the first half, at least, anyway. It was all kind of a free-for-all after Romero got sent off. Yeah, yeah. All right. Interesting. <clears throat> but yeah, Jack, sorry, you were going to say... No, no, I was, I was, I was gonna. It was a completely different point. I was what, what Yao was saying about describing Rodon as. I described him as bad breath because everyone else is shit, and he's he doesn't smell as bad as shit, but he still smells bad, basically. But anyway, yeah. that was I agree. That, that was that was completely, you know, it was relevant. Just had to get it off the chest. Yeah, no, it was, it was relevant. Happy. We we needed we needed that. that <laughs> Yeah, you can't. Yeah, some some of these players, you know, they can't. You know, we can't let them escape any kind of criticism at all. So, yeah. yeah. For, for me, moving forward, just just you know, from a tactical standpoint, if he plays a three-five-two, I think having an extra out of that midfielder as opposed to like Mora on the pitch would be the better option because our defenders aren't good enough. Okay, and yeah. I think the three-four-three type thing when you just got two defenders in front of you, even though they are defensively minded with Hoiberg and Skip. Personally, I don't think they're mobile enough to cover the gaps that open up when Emerson and Reguilon are bombing forward. So you need an extra body in there just to protect. Literally, you have two banks of three, right? Just three and three, you know? And then everyone just plays around that. Um, that's what I would do, um, just to give a bit more protection. Um, if Romero goes into the middle, I would play Tanganga because we've seen Tanganga do a job at right back and we know he wants to be a centre-back. So right centre-back, yeah. But Ben Davies yep. needs to sit his behind down. Please, come on. Like, we can't. I know you want balance. You want a left footer. All that rubbish. I'd rather have, you know, someone with half a foot than Ben Davies with his left foot because his mo- lack of mobility and his, and his poor decision-making is just going to cost us. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, first game, let's see what he does at the weekend. Premier League is a different ball game. He knows the Premier League. He knows what Everton away is like. He knows he has that kind of experience, Conte I'm talking about. So let's see if he puts an extra midfielder because I think that would give us a bit more solidarity because we know Kane and Son, if they get opportunities, we've seen them in the past few years, they will take them, make the most of it. So can we just shore it up and not have these wild 3-2 games, 3-4-3 three, that kind of thing. I 100%, 100% agree with that. I feel like, to add on to that point, Dave, as well, the fact that if you have someone like Lucas, whilst Lucas is so chaotic, he does do a lot of high-risk stuff. So you often find when he loses the ball, because he's not really playing like a traditional winger or inside forward, you're already going to be in a deficit once he loses the ball. And if you have like times where Emerson on that right side is high up. That whole right side is going to be basically empty or it's going to be left with one midfielder. So at least if you have a third midfielder, be it a, be it a, a creative one or like a, a third one that's like a real energetic box-to-box with an engine, it means that you get someone who can go up and down and support Kane, Son, the two fullbacks when they need to be, but that when we need to defend, they can happily then sit back, drop in, and as you said, give us like that two banks of three. Because I just find like 
the thing with Lucas is that whilst he will give you the odd attacking sort of influence, he's just too chaotic and he just the like the type of play that he gives us, although he takes people out and drags people with him, it's very, very high risk. And I and I just feel like with that kind of player in the team, it does leave your midfield, especially with like those two in the middle that are in there, it does leave them a bit a, a bit exposed. I, I, no, I feel I feel personally one of the most important positions is that sitting midfielder position. Someone that again, Hoybier cannot we can't let this guy keep being now solitary defensive or defensive midfield player. He's gonna press, he's gonna leave that gap, leave those spaces so open. Vitesse had ample room to get through, getting behind all the time. I know Skip tried his hardest, he's just I don't think he's you know, I don't think he's good enough to to be starting, I don't think. I think many decent, good teams or top teams definitely wouldn't have skipping their um, starting eleven, and I don't think we should either. But um, we need that sitting midfielder that just plugs those holes, but also is very comfortable on the ball and can, you know, break lines somewhat. We don't. I'm not expecting a Jorginho. You know, I don't want someone that can also play make as well from that position. Kessier, great midfielder, great midfielder. I'd, I'd love to have someone, someone of that caliber, someone of that level of quality, but also that profile as well. That can allow that can allow Hoybier to still be in the starting eleven yeah. at times, not all the time, but at times. But it also allows players like Tangi to to express themselves a bit more without worrying about what's going on behind him. Because time and time again, every, you know, every time our players, you know, like like you mentioned Lucas as well, when he loses, you know, everything becomes high risk because we can't actually defend. We, we There's no protection there. If we did have that, we can afford to actually play those sort of high-risk passes without being punished for it. I also think as well that as a profile of midfielder, we are missing a pace and power player. Once we lost Wanyama, once we lost Dembele, once we lost even a Sissoko, I feel like in that midfield, a really energetic, pacey or powerful, strong sort of midfielder, I feel like we're missing that. And... In moments where maybe we need someone to support Hoybier or to allow Ndombele to, to, to be a bit free, a player like that, I think in that midfield, you know, I know people are talking about it's just, you know, potential speculation, but a, a Kessie would be excellent. It would be absolutely excellent. It would, it would be the, the right kind of profile of player that we would need in there. Yeah, remember we got Saar coming in next year and I think he would have done a job in that, in that role. Agreed, um, the young agreed. kid. Do you know what I mean? And and if we do get a Kessie, do you know what I mean you've got Saar, Kessie and Dombele Hoybeck, then you've got more options. I think what what hamstrings us all the time is that we just don't have options. It has to be skip, it has to be Hoybeck. Do you know what I mean? But like we have to put players in there who don't have the mobility to you know, I feel bad saying they don't have the mobility. Obviously they can move in it, but like they're not elite at covering ground. You know, they have to rely on other aspects of the game which better players can work around. Do you know what I mean? And, and whether it's Vitesse or Chelsea or whoever, if you're coming up a guy against a midfielder who knows how to, you know, has great movement, then then players like Hoberg and Skip are going to struggle. Do you know what I mean? So, and they're going to play 90% of our games this season. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any immediate um, action in, in, in the transfer window coming up in January to, to address getting people in in the midfield. Um, <clears throat> because I think that with our centre-backs, 
because if, if we go to play 3-5-2, then we, the whole attacking striker thing, then we've got two spots and we've got a few players knocking in around there. Do you know what I mean? A few players can play as a second striker, that kind of thing. But midfield needs to get sorted because we're way too open and we're putting pressure on people who aren't good enough or their concentration is not great. People like Eric Dyer, you know, we've seen him when he's concentrated after a certain amount of minutes, he starts <laughs> losing track of what's happening with the game. So it'd be interesting to see what they look at rectifying first now that the Don has got his guy. Speaking of the Don as well, he alluded in his first press conference to having not spoken to Conte at all about transfers. Rubbish. Uh, that, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, um, I obviously have to paraphrase a bit, but he said he hadn't spoken to him. We're just going to have a look at the squad and see what we're doing with them, which essentially meant to me that we're kind of weeding out who's in the plans and who's getting sold. And um, certain people will probably like this um, midfield option as well. Ivo uh, Basuma may even yeah. be attainable in the January window. Um, if, if he's, he's not if he's innocent, if he's innocent, yeah, he's been playing games for Brighton again. So I don't know how far along that investigation's gone. Is he back on the pitch now? Yeah, yeah he was playing the last game. Hey, call him, call him. Let's go. Nah, nah, let's go. Let's go. Don't call him until the judge clears him, bro. Let's go. I'm driving down the M23 for his call. Nah, 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 nah. Don't call him until the judge clears him. It's just business. It's just business. Yeah, it's not business no more, bro. He had a very good game against against Liverpool the other week. So, well, Kessie is under three as well. So, if we could, him, if we could pull him, oh. this is where the the Paratigi pool has to come in because <laughs> you got uh, a mafia member suggesting Bozovic. Um, yeah, for me, I don't rate him, but I think he might even. Like Tops uh, has said to me before, he might actually be an upgrade on Hoybier. So, I think he is. I think he is. Honestly, hey, listen, Hoybier's cooked, bruv. So I'm I'm cool with Hoybier being done, bruv. I'm, <laughs> there's no more stocks in Hoybier, as Eric would say. That guy, you have to sell all your stocks, bruv. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. When I look at Hoybier, like an element of him just gives me a feeling that he's burnt out. I don't know. I look at his. His style of play, he's not been given as much possession responsibility. Maybe he's been asked to do a bit more, but I just feel I like... I think he shirks like responsibility, he's... though. I think he shirks it. And then talks about courage afterwards in games. It's mad. I, I, I watch him and I feel like he's burnt out. I feel like he needs a bit of time out and then to come back. But I don't know. He had a full season. He had a full summer. He's pretty much played most of the games, if not all, this season. Um, he's just he's not he's not he's not been great this season, and I feel like maybe a Brozovic, although you know he might not be the fancy name that people would like, he gets out that he gets around the pitch well, he tackles well, he's good technically, um, he pops up with the odd goal, you know like, and he knows Conte. Conte knows exactly what he what kind of player he is, <coughs> and he knows how he can hopefully fit into his um, his team or his setup. I think my biggest issue with him is that he's 28. Um, and That's fine. From what he's 28, but I think he's looking for his last big contract. I think they're they're, co- cons- they're currently in like negotiations 
um, and he's got 18 months on that contract at Inter, but apparently those negotiations haven't started well or something like this. So, I mean, why not? If if we could maybe make it work, why why the hell not? I mean, I agree with that comment again. Like saying yeah. earlier that whenever you get the best out of Hoybier, you have you have a sitting midfielder next to him for Denmark um, and. Southampton, you had Romeu, um, who was sitting alongside him. He was a sit- again yeah, a sitting yeah. midfielder. You just need, you know, he's a very good pressing midfielder, Hoybier. But the problem is, you can, you can't. First of all, he's the only one doing it, really. Secondly, there's no one behind him, so you know it just doesn't. What and then, and then that could be a reason why he does stroke responsibility and why he doesn't play to the level he had been doing last season or playing with the same energy because it's wasted. A lot of it is wasted energy. You saw it in the Arsenal game. It just mm. getting absolutely ripped apart. I was thinking that one. Just off the question we've got from Trafford Tunnel. So for the listeners, Trafford Tunnel asks, uh, Hoibier for Denmark gets up and down. He's not a sitting midfielder. Do you think maybe giving him that role and investing in another DM could work? I think it would work better just for Hoibier on the pitch because we can't have him as the furthest man back. Um, but I just don't think he's technically good enough to do the box-to-box thing. Like, he's good going one way. And then when he's got... He's not a bad carrier of the ball. I give him that. Like, when he gets to space, he, he's, he is good at the burst and the go. Like, we, we saw, we've seen it a couple of times this season. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed, and I've, I've said it to myself out loud, when Hoybier gets into the final third, the lamella gene activates. He just has a brain freeze. Doesn't <laughs> even he doesn't even doesn't even ball roll or do them standing stepovers like Barkley did the other day against Newcastle. Like he just he 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 legit just doesn't know what to do next. You know, I remember when he was at Southampton when we bought him off Southampton. Um, Carl Anker, Hotak Carl Anker from the Athletic. He was saying a couple of things that look sometimes Hubia likes to just pop a shot off, but he's very very bad at shooting. And it's just yeah, his he his his passing range is decent. It's not it's nothing nothing to nothing to shout about. His passing range is decent. You know, I trust him to make the short pass, a long pass. But you know, sometimes you need you need from your extra midfielder. He, yeah, he's not always gonna thread the ball every single time. But I don't think he's got that in him. Like even Son's goal today, Kubia got lucky with that. With mm. that do you know what I'm saying that rebound. I don't know who he was passing to the first time. The second time the rebound came, he got it on the money, which is fine. But yeah, I just, you know, he's for for what he was for what he was assigned originally. Like he was doing his job just fine, but he is he is limited. But he is very much the least. He, he's one of the least of our problems at the moment. Yeah, get him a bit of help, and I think he'll be fine. <clears throat> I saw it in the, in the Euros with a bit of help. He's fine. Like he will he will fit into. He's a bit of a chameleon in that sense. He will fit into whatever role you kind of give him. Um, and I think we just need to define that by bringing in an out-and-out defensive midfielder who can just hold down the fort. Like I said, you've got to be the last man. And again, if you if you play a 3-5-2 with an out-and-out midfielder, then he is part of a three-man, you know, kind of central link-up. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what worked for him in Denmark. Um, and that will get the best out of him. He's not going to be beating two men and, and running with the ball and, and giving us highlights like a dominate will. But his passing range is decent enough. You know, he'll pass from, you know, he'll get things in transition quicker. You know, you need a, like a Wanyama next to him to break up the play, 
do the quick five-yard pass, and then Hoiberg can start just expressing himself a bit. Um, I think that's when he's at his best. But again, if you put more talent around him and he's your weakest midfielder, then you're doing good. It's when he's your only option for 30, 40, 50 games a season and he, he just can't do it. As much as he wants to, and he talks about that, talk about courage and Viking warrior and all that kind of rubbish, yeah, it's just not going to run for 50 games. So we need to be smart with who we get in. If there's anyone in the academy who can help out some of these ECL games, I mean, obviously we ain't got many left um, before the, the real kind of knockout bit starts, but you know, and any young guys who can just come in and just do a little defensive midfield job. I don't know get, what now. Get Alfie Devine in. Get Alfie Devine in that midfield. Listen, I can't wait till Conte sees some of them boys. He's going to say I, no to all of them. Hey, you know what? <laughs> what? What I would yeah. say is, um, nah, Dave, you made some really good points on, on Hoybier, uh, you know. And you know, Ohio, Ohio, you made some some solid points too. Um, He's gearing up. I think the the best thing we can do for Hoberg is sell him. Yeah, just 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 sell him. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Just just sell him. <laughs> I, I've got, I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about what's best for him. What's best for us? Sell him. Get rid of the guy. I'm done. Um, with that being said, I've got no more wine. <laughs> on that note, while well, if you've been drinking wine, uh, to summarise on the Vitesse performance, obviously we won it. Uh, we won three two. We went down to ten men. Kuzi got sent off. Then they decided to get two other men sent off. Uh, what did you think of Kane's performance, especially in the second half? Yeah, uh, the the muck played all right. You know, I think so that means probably, he played good. I think it's probably his best performance uh, of the season so far. Uh, no, sorry, it's not the best performance of the season so far. His best performance of the season was against Man United because it helped us sack Nuno. So very proud of him in that game. I gave him a nine point five out of ten for <clears throat> nonsense. Um, but today, I guess today was a step up. Um, you know, uh, hold up play was good. Um, link up play was good. Got involved. But essentially, there's nothing to respect about him. There's absolutely not a single thing to respect about this youth. So what you're telling me is, for the seven games that you started in the Premier League, you down tools. That's that's what that's what today was. Yeah, that's what that's what he basically showed me. Yeah, that for seven games you decided. Yeah, you know what? I don't even like Nuno, which is fine. I understand that. But you switched it all off. But some games, I don't even mind that you switched it off. There's one game I do mind that you did switch it off. That was the Arsenal game. That's unforgivable. So them man that didn't perform in the Arsenal game, all of them man, including the muck himself, you're complete right off to me. I cannot wait to see you man recycled out of this club. Yeah, because I don't mind you down tooling against 90% of the league. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But if there's one game you do not down tool in, there's one game you do not lose your 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 backbone in. That's your rivals. That's against your rivals, and that's what he did. So yeah, now today, um, he obviously upped it up a bit. He's inspired to play underneath Conte, as he said. He said, you know, apparently he's come out that he finds Spurs' move 
to get Conte in as the club showing ambition. Uh, I now implore the club to show more ambition. And so do you. I've had enough. Mm. Second. Yeah, yeah to show right. further ambition. Um, all I was saying, like, I wanted to just touch upon that because this is the first time I've seen him properly back into the uh, defenders for for quite a while. Like, it's it's pretty much nice just to see that again, really. I don't think he officially got on the score sheet. But, again, just having that kind of shithousery as, like, a leading-line striker, it, it's just nice to see again. It just shows that he is actually up for it. I don't know if he actually came out and said it's good and it's ambitious by the club, but, oh, but I'm, I'm hoping... I'm hoping... Um, I'm hoping he's thinking that. Think, think we, we've all had situations at work, yeah, where we want to leave. We want to go somewhere new, try something else out. And we stick around and we're like, okay, we'll give it another year. And then we get that one supervisor who just pisses us off, left, right and centre. That one supervisor that you just can't stand and you're like, really? And you just come in and just do what you just need to do to get paid. And that's what Kane was doing under Nuno. He saw Nuno walking on his first day of training he said, I've got a supervisor. I've got a babysitter until January, right? That's all I've got. Now he sees Conte, right? Now he sees a real manager come in. He's like, ah, right. Do you know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to seeing him flourish, you know, and whether he's got two months left, whether he's got seven months left, whether he's got two more years left, we know that when he is switched on, he will get us 20, 30 goals a season. And that's all. It's only going to be good for the club. So regardless of his personal feelings and everywhere, emotions up, down, whether you're sad, you're happy, all that kind of stuff, just score goals. If I'm seeing you score goals, get involved in link-up assists, backing into defenders, winning aerial duels, looking engaged, that's only better because all, you know, we know what Son's going to do. We know what Son's going to do. Right? Son's going to give everything. Even if he has a bad game, you know he's putting in the, putting in the work. So an engaged Kane is, is going to be, a, a, you know, a lifesaver in some of the dull games that we will have the Everton away maybe this weekend. So let's see what happens. Exactly. And um, just a slightly kind of more exciting part of kind of what we could maybe expect from Conte. Like we've seen all the names that we've been linked with. I think 99.9% of them are from Syria. Um I would just like to ask the gents around the room. Obviously, we've got Everton next as well. With that in mind, we've got a favourable run of fixtures leading up to the January window. So I'd ask, what positions do we need covered and what is the aim for this season? Um, Ahayo, I'll start with yourself. Um, Centre-back, midfielder, Vlahovic. If we get those three, <laughs> we're getting fourth. Randy Savage. Signing out. <laughs> I like that. I like Only that. Spain, you know. I'm glad he said that because I got a bit of stick on the timeline for saying that if we sign really well in this window, we can beat United to fourth. And, you know, if that happens, it happens. But yeah. Um, Ollie, Ollie in as well. That's a very determinant factor in us coming fourth. It's Ollie very in. important. Yeah. Mm. Very important. Um, no, I agree with everything that the the honourable macho man Randy Ohio uh, has mentioned. 
Uh, Vlaovic is important. I think we need two centre-backs, um, but I don't think we're going to get them in January. So one in January and then one in the summer. Um, also in January, Ali has to go. And um, yeah, I'll leave it with that. I ju I'll just leave it with that. Ali has to go. That's it. You know, I'm, I'm happy with one man going out the window, you know, and another man being scared that they might be next. I'm cool with that. Ali goes. Uh, hopefully, uh, the best thing for Ali is he goes to Newcastle and they get relegated. Good times. Mm. He can be their black John Joe Shelby. <laughs> oh, my God. What a comparison to make. Dave, yourself, you were looking at uh, certain names um, coming up in the chat as well. So positions needed covering. I like some of the things that we mentioned, but a lot of them, a lot of them are for summer. I'm thinking what we need in January because we can't go through the next six months with this squad. Even with Conte, you know, he will work magic with some players, but some of them just aren't at the level we need. Um, so I'm actually not sure which players are available for January, and, and I'm looking at the players that finish in the third spot or the fourth spot in the Europe in the Champions League. And and you know they drop down to Europa. And you might be able to pinch them and say, right, come, come to London, get some nice wages for you know eighteen months, two years, and help Tottenham do something. Um, in terms of the season, top six and a trophy. I think now, um, let's think about it. These players were in a final last year. They were in a Carabao Cup final, like, and they were going up against Man City and only lost one nil. Obviously, Brian Mason was coaching. Obviously, he took off more well when he shouldn't have taken him off. Obviously, we had Aurier give away a free kick. But we did manage to somehow get to a Cabo Cup final. Can we do that again? Let's see. Do you know what I mean? I think I, I back Conte better in some of these bigger games, these quarterfinals, semifinals, than I would anyone else. Um, and obviously, the ECL. It's, it's, it looks like an easy route to get a trophy. Um, we just need to make sure we just put away these teams when we get the opportunity. So top six in the trophy, which should be the aim. Um, in terms of players, Vlahovic would be an absolute dream um, just for that firepower. But I am concerned about our midfield. And I think if we sort the midfield out, we may even be able to scrape it with some of the defensive situations we've got. So I think that would be my first portal call. I'd look at our midfield and get an out-and-out DM who can just clean everything up and build a base for our more creative players to flourish. That's fair. Yeah, I I agree with Dave. Um, if we sort that midfield out on all in all aspects of it, we can definitely shore up our defence, and we can definitely create more chances. And I think that's that's been the position we've struggled in for the past two three years. Even the season we made the Champions League final, I thought we were very. Um, lightweight in midfield, let's just say. I mean, I was there when, oh, what's his name? Um, Jean-Michael Seri was controlling the midfield at Wembley against us. Like When things like that are happening, you just need a massive overhaul. And I think that needs to be sorted out primarily, but I still think a centre-back would be ideal. But the first steps to doing that, like Yao said, get rid of Deli Ali, get rid of Winks, get rid of Ben Davis. Start with them. I'm not gonna. I'm not. You know, 
I wish we could get rid of all 15 players that I don't want at the squad in the squad in January, but obviously that's not being realistic. But get rid of those three at the very least to start off with and then have a proper clear out in the summer. Plus Vlasic. Yeah, I mean... I don't know, man. I'm... At this point, man, I wouldn't mind selling Kane, man, in January and using it to get Vlajic. Uh, I've I thought about Ooh. it a lot. I thought about it a lot, and I just feel like with the new manager, and you know what? In my heart, I'm taking this season as a we're just getting ourselves back. The summer and next season is what I'm really thinking about. So I just feel like if we were to sell Kane. And to use some of that money to get Vlaovic in and then to bank some stuff for the summer, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it. Um, you know, this is a guy who doesn't, who, who, said, who, who said for a fact he didn't want to be here. And now that, now that Conte's here, all of a sudden his tune's changed. I'm not, I'm not really hearing it from him. So I would, I, would put, I would actually prefer to sell him and get Vlaovic in January. But that probably won't happen. Um, like Ohio said, we 100% need one or two centre-backs. Um, whether we can do that in the sum- in January, it's beyond me. And then looking at the kind of players that we can get, I mean, uh, the only player that I'd really maybe go for would be price secure, like a, a six-month or year loan for Van der Beek. And just work mm-hmm. with... Uh, and work with what we have right now. But after that, that, I'm a bit, you know, January, whether, I know people say, oh, you know, we're going to have a hundred million to spend in January. I mean, who's ever bought good in January? Like, it's just... Man City, they bought Aguero. And we can obviously try and sort out some, uh, sort out some free transfers that can, or sign pre-sort of agreements. For the summer, but in terms of we'd have to spend big money in January, and I just don't see the kind of level of player that we want to probably attain to. We want to leave their clubs in the, in January to come to to come to England. I, I just can't see it yet. So, so maybe if we can get Vlaovic, absolutely drop the keys, and maybe if we can sneak some game time for uh, Donny Van der Beek. But after that, I'm I'm really stretched to this. I think just very, very quickly before we cut, um, as much as I've, I've, you know, I've seen Van der Beek live, I think he's a quality player and we would do well for him, but I have absolutely zero interest in developing a player for United. Like, true, um, maybe, true, maybe, true. maybe I'm being a bit too black and white about it. Like, yes, Van der Beek would help us. And it, if it was a loan with obligation to buy for a reasonable price, wouldn't be mad at it whatsoever. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but if it was if if it if it was loan and go back, then I have no interest. And um and I think with with January, obviously it's tough to get it right, but there have been some proper good signings like Suarez came in Jan, Fernandez and don't like Bruno, but Bruno as effective yeah, yeah, yeah. as he is came in Jan. Fucking Storage went to Liverpool in Jan. Like you can get it right. It is difficult, don't get it twisted. Like you need to find somebody who wants to dip um and is also a good player. Mid-season, Van Dyke went in Jan, but obviously that was kind of certes from the summer anyway. So, 
But it, it, costs as well. it usually costs, doesn't it? You know, especially in January, mm-hmm. you're gonna mm-hmm. have to pay the money. You have to pay the money. Yeah. And that's the thing with these pre-contract deals as well. A lot of teams are desperate for money, and potentially they might take the money now rather than lose their player on a free in the summer. That's where we have to that's test teams' resolves. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping with some of these players that are like trying to wind down their thing, and we're hearing agents saying, "Oh yeah, they want to go to Spurs in the summer." Like, bruv, just come on down now, isn't it? Like. Winks has already cleared out his locker. Let's go. From Kessier, man. <laughs> 15, cheating Sorry, 15. No. no, because I really, really want Frank Kessier as well. <laughs> it's hard to disagree. Like, Even if it is at the expense. No, I'm not. No, I can't say it. Um, yeah, you say it, bit... say it. Say it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is why you're blacklisted, Jack. This is why you're black. I didn't say any such thing. I'm going to go back and delete the messages. And now, because that was before Conte and it doesn't even count. Just like like I say COVID tax towards my age. I never admit my real age to anyone. But yeah, no, it doesn't count. I can delete those messages uh, right now. Um, But yeah, that pretty much wraps up. Um, I pretty much agree with Positions winning signing, I think Dyer exacerbated uh, the need for a centre back today. We definitely need a centre mid and a forward to light a further rocket up Kane's asses um, would be the cherry on top. So, with one one sentence from me, if that's all right, Owen. Of course, but gentlemen, and for those listening, uh, La Quincionze, the NSO e completa, which translates to. The NSO takeover is complete. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Grazie. Love it. Grazie, prego, for all those listeners uh, who are still listening. At the time of recording, it's like 20 to midnight. So, yeah, we thank you for joining us and for all those that have commented. Uh, Next game against Everton away should be... um, should be a really interesting game. We've got a Sunday afternoon kickoff. Maybe some boys will be present in the Discord, further in the good moods. You know, we'll see. Check it out. Uh, we were rampant in the Discord for Man United's game against Atalanta. So, you know, we may as well turn up again. Uh, pod will be out every Saturday morning. And obviously, we stream every Thursday evening. So, feel free to catch... The rest of the new Spurs take over there and then. But as for now, thank you for joining again. Grazie, Pete. Arrivederci, bitches. NSO's back. (laughs) 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 On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.